Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I am Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with with no no agenda. We would love if you guys would subscribe to the podcast and that way you never miss a new episode. Additionally, when you subscribe, if you could rate and review, we would really appreciate that as well. We are also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, so please give us a follow at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. And Maggie? You can reach us at our email address, louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. We're back with another episode of Louisiana Ladies. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, We're just going to jump right into this. Maggie. I think Maggie's in a pretty good... Well, are you in a good mood today? I am. I'm in a better mood today. Better mood than yesterday. (laughs) That was rough. (laughs) Yesterday was a big deadline for us, and we are recording this a few weeks in advance because I'll be going out of town in a couple weeks, so you know we got to have a stockpile. Um, But let's talk about what happened this weekend. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So I alluded on a prior episode, the one with Michelle Bolda, that I was going on a bachelorette party for my younger cousin, who is, I kept saying she was 25. She's actually 27. Same thing. Anybody younger than 30 is a child. Sorry. (laughs) Lainey and Maggie. Okay? Your kids. (laughs) So I go to the bachelorette party and I'm like, I can hang. Okay. I cannot hang. What's the deal? We have a guest here. Rachel, say hey. Hey, guys. So, we'll introduce Rachel in a minute. I'm really not good about doing the opening segment with the guest and not bringing the guest in. But Rachel, I totally taught (laughs) Rachel at St. Joseph's Academy. But anyway, so I think my cousin's friends, first of all, they were all fun. They were all adorable. Some were married. Some weren't married. Um, I don't know if any of them had kids. I have never seen people take shots is, is this what we do at bachelorette parties? Did I miss out on that? Did I just forget? Have yes. I blacked that out of my memory, <laughs> apparently? So I end up treating them to something, and they're like, oh, Missy, thank you so much. And they keep trying to buy me shots at Floribama. And I'm like, no, no, like I don't think you understand. Like, I'm not... It does not matter how much I've had to drink. I am not taking a fireball shot. So oh I just gosh. kept, like, taking them and, like, putting them, like, right? I mean, <laughs> you go terrible. to take it and throw behind it, you. Fireball, to me, is like Jägermeister. Both of those, it's just going to turn out bad, mm-hmm. okay? Yes. So, anyway, so finally my sister looks at them and she's like, guys, stop buying her the shots. Anyway, I ended up going to bed at a very reasonable time, about 11 p.m., because I left my phone at the condo and... Didn't realize where it was until I had to call my husband who had to use the Find My Phone app. That's a funny story because I kept telling Megan, you use the Find My Phone app. And she's like, no, Missy, like have we haven't never connected our phones. And I'm like, but do it now. And she's like, no, you have to have your phone. From the beginning. <laughs> the key is to have the phone. Anyway, phone was at the condo, blessing in disguise because I, that was my little bit of responsible, I went to bed at like 11, and they all stayed out till 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, all of that just sounds I know. not fun to me. I can't hang anymore, so, <laughs> I mean, the fact that you were that, I mean, to yeah, hang. I mean, um, we, we did some, you know, beach drinking <laughs> that day, too. I get very excited and into those things, but um, 
I don't know, staying up late, not my jam anymore. Mm-mm. It's just not. And the beauty about literally being almost 10 years older, 10 to 12 years older than everybody there is I didn't care. I'm like, no, I'm going to bed. Oh, you buy me a shot? I'm not going to take it. I am so sorry that you wasted your money. <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate the thought, but I am not taking the shot. So that was, I would say the theme of the weekend was shots. And saying no. <laughs> yeah, and saying no. I did say no. Oh, God, I know. Um, so speaking of that, I'll go ahead and do the shout out really quick. Shout outs. I got to give a shout out to my cousin, Carly. So she's the one getting married. She was the bride. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about the most low maintenance bride I have ever met. And like, she didn't want us to do anything for her. No party there. Like just go to the beach, go to Floribama. She even said, <laughs> I'm sorry, this really made me laugh. She goes, guys, Floribama is the best bar in America. <laughs> And I'm like, "Uh, I don't know if I think like that again. But no, but I love that about her. Like, she loves that. She loves the music. She really just wanted her friends to be there. I think me and Carly would get along pretty well. Yeah, she's a trip. Me and Jamboramama, that's all I need. And then every once in a while, she would get real nostalgic, you know, and she'd be like, my cousins are here. Like, y'all came. Thank y'all so much for coming. So another funny thing, Rachel, you'll remember and Maggie too I mean so we show up and there's like 18 girls or something like that already on the beach between those 18 girls they had a three-bedroom condo and a two-bedroom condo okay me my sister and my cousin Paige got a three-bedroom condo for ourselves (laughs) and everyone else crammed in the other (laughs) they all crammed in the other (laughs) we weren't really part of the group so we did our own thing but they were like are you serious? Like, y'all each have your own bedroom? And I'm like, girlfriend, I am too old for that. Do that math. I am too old for girls, five So Carly's younger sister ended up in our room one night. I think she was like, I just am going to go share a bed with one of them. So um, anyway, so it was fun. Uh, I've yet to recover. That'll be a couple more days. <laughs> well, you look like you're fine. I'm impressed. I've sweated out a, a good amount of alcohol. <laughs> yep. Yep. I think yesterday I was sniffy because I might have been having withdrawals. Or the time changed, too. The time changed. Oh, okay. So, no. It wasn't the... If you were at the bar, and if it was... Yeah, it moved you, forward. Yeah, so it was So, they later. were out till 5 a.m. Oh, on God. Saturday. Because back when you could go... You go to the club when... Yeah, it goes back. going back, and you're like, another hour to party. Yeah, yeah. I've done that. That's <laughs> the opposite. I used to go to the catering all the time when I was back in college, and I'm sure I'm like... I think it might have burned down before y'all made it there. And, um... We always did that. So, um, okay, moving on. Back to my workouts. Shocker. I know. We talk about this a lot, Rachel. Rachel's going to need to binge on the podcast. Um, I just want to know if anybody uses Beachbody on demand. Rachel, you used it. So I did. I did it for a couple months. So I'm like a really bad workout hopper, kind of. Um, We did Orange Theory. That was the last time I ran into you. Rachel and I reconnected. And then um, some of our best friends just opened up F45. So that actually, we were doing that for a a while. And then um, just being pregnant, I just needed something a little low-key. So now I do Pilates. But there was a couple months that I did Beachbody. And it was awesome because it's like you have access to 100 of videos but it's just the willpower of you getting up and doing it yourself instead mm-hmm. of like you know having a class to sign up for or so going. I am 150% neurotic about exercising oh so you'll do it yeah like you would think I could do a pull-up at this particular point I'm so <laughs> neurotic about exercising back to the pull-up thing we still have nine more months 
I have time. I need to be able to do a pull-up before the end of the year, Rachel. Nine months? What's going on? I just want to be able oh. to do a pull-up before the end of the year, okay? So, um, me and Emily Klein. That's our that's okay. our goal, all right? So, so my point is, is that I am disciplined. And I've gone all <laughs> over the place in terms of working out. I use an app right now. Well, I go to Pilates Plus. Mm-hmm. And, like, I did it this morning. And I'm like... Why is this so hard? I have been doing this for three years. It is so hard to me still. I think my body's just kind of I think the reformer, though, because so I do, um, it's over on Goodwood. I've done Pilates Plus before, and then regular Pilates is a little different than Pilates Plus. It's definitely a little more challenging. But that reformer, I've never, like, you get so toned so fast Uh using it. You do build up a lot of strength, and it's great for core strength, but I need a massage, like, big time. (laughs) After today, like I was telling the girl, I was like, God, this like part in my piriformis, which is the glute area, is tight. And she was like, and I was like, no, not tight. Like, ooh, it looks hot, tight. Like, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> like, not like that tight. Like, I need somebody to walk on it right now, okay? And, you know, then again, that's just the thing about being old. So, anybody, <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking about doing Beach Body on Demand because there is something nice about having a video mm-hmm. right in front of you. And I feel like if I'm disciplined enough to do the Madeline Moves workouts, which is um, follow her on Instagram, and her workouts, look, everything I've done, I've loved. It's just after a while, I feel like programs become stale, and we're kind of starting to do the same moves, and I'm starting to say, well, I'll just skip that circuit. I don't want to do that circuit. So I'm just just wondering, throwing it out there for anybody. And I think it is a membership. Mm-hmm. Are you going to join like a group? No, you just pick a program you and can, you just do you it. You can get a coach. So that's yeah. actually how I got started. Someone was constantly posting on Instagram, mm-hmm. and she was it was so motivating. And I was like, how do I join what you're doing? And your coach can kind of hold you accountable and do stuff to, you know, sign you up. So you can be a part of that, I think, if you want to. I don't just go on your own. Well, there's – so Doug Allen is doing the 100-day – there's some sort of 100-day workout. And you don't have to do it every day for 100 days, but it's 100 workouts. And what I like is it's between 25 to 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. They're quick. They're quick. And so then I could still jump on the Peloton. You know, I just... How's the Peloton? Oh God! You watch those commercials, and I'm like, I want so a fired up. Okay, yes, you do want the a Peloton. Marketing people doing a great job. So you do want a Peloton? It's, it's awesome. It is hands down, and I've said this on another podcast. It is the best of piece of cardio and really leg based strength. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, workout you could possibly do. I mean, I did a 45 minute Tabata. Last week, and it's that's 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off with this one instructor. And it's, it is, I mean, I look at the calories I burn just kind of as like a overall gauge, but I'm not trying to burn a specific amount. But a 45-minute class, I had burned 425 calories in my house oh, on wow. the Peloton, Dang. sweating my little booty off. And Patrick's like, are you okay in there? Because like we do like a four-minute thing, and then be like, oh my God. <laughs> so if you don't like that thing. That type, there is, there's all types of workouts. I could actually probably build a program using the Peloton app, but considering I've already spent two hours researching Beachbody on demand and they have actual (laughs) programs, I don't think I have time to build my own program. But it's, look into it. Okay. I mean, Rachel, you work hard. You deserve a Peloton. 
I'll get one. I'm going to get one. And if you don't mind, I think if you could drop my name in there, I think I might get something for that, too. I'm not an actual ambassador, but I should be. Because we've had two people in this office buy Pelotons. After told, this? No, I've had three people buy three people buy Pelotons. Are you serious? The girl from Pension Pro. Hey, Katie Boyer, if you're listening, she bought one. Because I was like, do it. And then she sent me the receipt. And I was like... Darn it, I should have told her. I think you can put my name in. Yeah. Referral. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's, it's the best piece of, I'm telling you, I have no regrets. Okay. No regrets. And like I said, I can do. I guess I don't really understand why you're researching all these other programs. If though. I have if a Peloton. You love your Peloton so much. Because, so the Beachbody On Demand is an actual, like, regimented, if there's 100 workouts, then 10 of them are upper body, mm-hmm. 10 of them are lower body. And so it's already, that's. That's a convenience of that being laid out. Okay. So Peloton, they probably have some of them. I haven't found that their strength-based workouts are quite as hard or hard enough for me. Okay. But they have everything. You're right. Maybe I'll look into that before I jump. I'm waiting for my last billing, which is in two days, for the other gym that I'm quitting. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Addicted. To, to, you know, but, you know, if my sale of my house goes through, I'll be like, oh, well, I'll just buy whatever. So, um, <laughs> all right. So. Do you like circuit training? I love circuit training. You need to try F45. I cannot. I cannot try F45. Because Wait. I will end up going to F45, and I don't need another oh, membership Oh, right yeah, now. you're trying to get away from membership. <laughs> well, anyone interested in circuit training, F45, I will say, is... It was. It's so awesome, and it has resistant days and cardio days. But where? But where is it? So their uh, first location right now is over on Blue Bonnet. Too far. Oh, well, I I don't know if this is. I think I know they're trying for a second location at some point closer to this area, because um, that's what we just moved over here. So that was another reason why I kind of stopped, just because I know convenience is everything yes. when it comes to working mm-hmm. out. So I was like, when and if they get a location over here, I would start back up. But it's. Do you have it. to have a membership, or can you buy packages of classes? Um, uh, I'll have to ask, and then I'll let you know, because okay. I don't know that answer. Okay. I don't no. want to say the wrong so thing. So there's another girl that I follow on Instagram, and they own an F45, I think, oh. in somewhere, somewhere, not in mm-hmm. Louisiana. And it, in it, like, stations, basically? Yes. And it's circuit training? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, I would totally go, and I would be like, this is what I'm going to do. And then, so this is part of my problem, Rachel. So I have to get a workout in, or I, let me backtrack. I want to get a workout in in the morning, but sometimes, like, if, when you think about the time you have to get up, get dressed, drive to the place, if it's an hour workout, and drive home, it's like an hour and 45 minutes. The Orange Theory ended up being like an hour and 45 minutes, okay? When you can do something in your house for for 30 and you're not driving anywhere, yeah. So, you know, now... I do like, like, I like Pilates Plus. I like going there. So I don't want to completely work out at my home six days a week. I'm too extroverted to do that. Mm-hmm. But I also am an accountant, and I don't like wasting money. And so in my brain, when mm-hmm. somebody's like, you need to, to be a member, and then I'm like, okay, that's like $50 a class. I might as well just do personal training. And they're like, but this is the best deal. And I'm like, I am an accountant, former math <laughs> teacher. I've already done this math in my head. I am not going to fall for your little tricks. <laughs> That's what my other gym tried to do. But you know, you're, you're, this is the better deal. I know. I know. If I come every day, it's the better deal. Mm-hmm. But I'm not coming every right. day. Yeah, so that's a whole thing. I've talked about working out way too much on this. Somebody's probably going to end up messaging Lainey and be like, does Melissa have a problem? <laughs> All right, so the word of the episode. Word of the episode. Word up. Is Willow Wall. 
Who came up with that? Me. What is this? Okay. I was about to say, a I've word? never even seen uh, this. Yeah, we do a word of the episode. Okay. Okay. Little law. So I looked up the word of the episode, the word of the day, like I Googled it, and it was another one, and I can't say it because it was so long, so long, sorry with the C. And it was about using big words to explain simple things. And I was like, oh my God, that's me again. What is this? So I didn't want to use that. <laughs> so I think this is this is from the Merriam-Webster, right? Am I saying that right? Word of the day. Mm-hmm. Like you should Google. It's pretty interesting. And then you can play it and it'll pronounce the word for you. Okay. Uh, my sister kept saying at the trip, legumes instead of legumes. legumes. <laughs> and I was like, um, then I played it and I'm like, Megan, this is. Oh, we also <laughs> did that word. Legumes? Yeah. Like a peanut and a bean? Those are legumes. A legume. Mm, oh. Never heard of it. Um, maybe that should have been our word of, of the episode. Something you eat. So we also did, yes. Okay. We also did the Yanny versus Laurel at the beach. Oh. So my cousin Paige. That really is like five years ago. Wait. wait. That is so like None of these girls knew anything. They thought I was changing the word when somebody would like, so I I hear Yanny and Megan hears Laurel. Wait, it's a record, isn't it something you play on the internet? Mm -hmm. Okay, and then people hear it. So don't ask me what made me think to do it. I think the legume, and I was like, ooh, let's do Yanny versus Laurel. So Megan hears Laurel, so I play it, and I'm like, Yanny. And Megan's like, Laurel. And I don't remember what Paige heard, and she's like, are y'all pranking me? Like, is somebody, like, this is weird. Like, that's, because I guess Paige heard Yanny, or mm-hmm. she just didn't understand that we were hearing different, different things. things. So then I did it on the beach with all the girls, and they thought I was like changing the recording. I was like, I guess I'm old because no, by the that is crazy. It's a it's something to do with the pitch. It's yeah, frequency. it's like yeah. that. What's that dress? The blue dress and the yes. yellow dress, or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, and you and people saw different things. I think yeah, it's crazy. It was black and blue. Black and blue. For me. Black and blue. That's it. For but the other one. Oh, was black and white. Yeah, or something like that. Gold. Oh yes, yes, yes. See, that one was even more mind-boggling. I'm like, how is this happening? Mm-hmm. I could I could kind of wrap my head around the, sa- the sound and the Yanny and Laurel, but the dress, I'm like, this doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, the dress, I don't, I don't know. Okay, this is actually how you say the word today, or the word of the episode. Willow it sounds word. like a country term. Willowaw. Okay. Willowaw. <laughs> it is a sudden, violent gust of cold land air common along mountainous coasts of high latitudes. A sudden, violent wind or a violent commotion. Wow. Everybody try to use that in your daily life. Willa Willa. Willa. <laughs> so wait, the one the one that I looked up that was yesterday, because you can go to other words of the day. Circumlocution. Oh that's my. the one you were saying? Yeah, it's the, the use, use of it? unnecessarily large number of words to express an idea. <laughs> Yeah. I'm never going to use that in my normal... No, me neither. But, I mean, come on. That definition is me again. It's, like, garrulous. <laughs> All righty. So, moving on to... Uh, we also have a small segment called Palms, which are proud of myself moments. Okay. Okay? Because we got to... We got to do that. So, mine is, I got home from the beach. I did make Paige drive most of the way back. And I was able to cook and meal prep for the week. And there is nothing that makes me feel like I got my shit together. The not meal is this prepping. after the Floribama night? Mm-hmm. Or you had one night to recover still? Well, we didn't go to... The girls went to Floribama Saturday night, and they, of course, wanted, again, mm-hmm. us to go. And I'm like, no, I can see the line from our condo. Like, the answer is no. And they tried to peer pressure me. And I'm like, that doesn't work. That is not going to work. Floribama does not have good wine, and I want good wine. So, the answer is no. <laughs> 
But we still like, you know, it was, I mean, I was still tired. I know, no. I, so, it's still an accomplishment. We're yes. just wondering yes. how much. And I mean, I did my shift order, got it delivered. I was on it. All right, Maggie, what's yours? I'm just pumped that I got through the deadline. <laughs> and like nothing crazy happened. No fires were started. It was just, I feel like I can breathe again. That's good. I'm glad that you feel like that. <laughs> Deadline was not that bad for me. But it has been bad before. Yeah, just rub it in. Deadline's not that bad. Well, that's because every day is a deadline. I feel like in my life. Every day something comes up that's a deadline. So, Rachel, Wait, what? Uh, well, I was going to ask, do you meal prep every every week? I typically do. It's so awesome. Because I don't get home in time to actually cook. Right. And then if I don't meal prep, we're eating, like, cereal and waffles. Yes. So that's... And no vegetables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, I literally do not cook. I, if we've cooked in the last year, it's, like, spaghetti maybe or, or tacos. Mm-hmm. And we, so we, what do y'all eat? I know. And that's what everyone asks. But you ask and your husband cook. are both pretty busy people. Yes. And so he knew what he was marrying, too. So it's not like I ever set an expectation that okay. he was going to have dinner on the table when he got home. Yeah. Coming from a family where my mom was like, all of us children sat down, she had dinner. And maybe when we have kids, that'll change. I don't mm-hmm. know. But um, I don't know. We, we do do a lot of, like, breakfast for dinner or we um, order in or we go eat out. It's I mean, it's definitely not good. We just started uh, fully fit meals. You order, like, your lunch and dinner for, like, a week. Okay. And then, oh, I will say, which I don't know. Is she, that a local person? I think so. Yeah, I think I think Dawn Lejeune uses them. Oh, somebody she Somebody like somebody. Some, yeah, yeah, which they've been getting so busy, so I think it's becoming, like, a lot bigger because you'll go and order, and it's, like, they're capped out on how many orders Are they can take. Are these meals good? They're really good. Okay. And I've done Green Hearts before, and then I had um, the owner of Evolve, Rachel, mm-hmm. she, okay, so she does a plant-based meal prepping for some of her, like, wealth clients, or um, uh, health clients, or when they're a part of it. And, uh, health is wealth. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, but they, those are amazing, too. So, I did the plant-based for a little bit. Um, so, we're trying, because it's like, I need nutrients and eat healthy, but mm-hmm. it's like, if I don't have it all set on Sunday, it's... No, it's, it's never going to happen. Sandwiches, or like you said, waffles, or Something egg sandwich, easy. or spaghetti. So, yeah. keep in mind, nothing that I'm cooking is, like, gourmet. Like, I have an Instapot. Okay. I use that thing I all the time. I use that thing all the time. Like, I mean, when I say a meal prep, I am probably throwing chicken in the Instant Pot with salsa and cream cheese. Okay, that still sounds way better. I need to use the Instant Pot. It's just like... Or you the li- Crock Pot. Like, I have a Crock Pot. Why can't I just throw okay, a Okay, because it's there? not that easy. All right, so first of all, you got to figure <laughs> out what you want to cook in the Crock Pot. That's then you got to make sure that you have everything uh-huh. to cook it. But it does... But So this is what I do, actually, to make my life a little bit easier. If I see a good recipe, my sister is really good about sharing recipes with me. Like, if she's made something good, she's really, you know, she'll share it. Emily Klein has shared some recipes. Mm -hmm. Some of these challenges I've done, I've had recipes. If I see it during the week, I go ahead and write it down. Because I will forget. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh, that looked good and easy. Um, So, like, this week I did a giant turkey meatball, which was basically like a turkey meatloaf, but it had marinara on it. Yum. Okay? That was... The easiest thing possible. You it's, literally mix everything together and you put it in the oven. In okay, bowl. okay. And then I made some pasta and I roasted some broccoli. Okay. So, and then all I did is I took chicken tenders, tenderloins, marinated them, and threw them in the Ninja Foodie grill. Okay, I think I can do that. You have to use your creativity. So you have create- to fake. I know. Yes. You have to use your creativity because I know you have a creative mind. You, When it comes with to food, hair. you got... <laughs> I know, but try to tie it in with food. Yes. Yeah, no, no, I know. I just need to start doing it. Yeah, no, I, 
Okay. But having the option like fully fit, I just wrote that down because there are times that I'm like, I am not, I don't feel like thinking about it or I'm burned out on right. everything that mm-hmm. I've So you have to order it. So you would order, what's today? So you would order I by we're going to details. Saturday for your <laughs> next week. So it wouldn't get there for Monday. It'd be the next That'd week. That'd be fine. Okay. That'd be fine. And then I would, yeah. But I think I looked into it and I don't know what I ended up doing, why I didn't do it. I think sometimes I, I'm like, you know, I don't need to do this. I'll just cook. That- they had a I'm lot of proud. options. Like, I'll order one of everything. My husband only eats meat and um, potatoes. Yeah, that's my husband. Oh, my gosh. So, we did it um, <laughs> two weeks ago, and all he ordered was 11 tacos. And I was like, that's what it was. I looked at it, and I wasn't sure what Patrick was going to eat. Okay. Now, why okay. I care well, about what he's going to yeah. eat, I don't know. Because I can tell you, he doesn't. Do you think he thought this weekend while I was gone, hmm, I wonder what kind of groceries we have so that, you know, me and Missy can eat this weekend. <laughs> nope, he did tell me all of a sudden. He goes, thank God you're back. He goes, because I would just keep ordering out and eating pizza and drinking bourbon, and I just need some, like, uh-huh. some structure. structure. <laughs> um, okay, so then the other thing is, I talked about on a couple episodes ago how me and my friends decided to, I mean, we're not really starting an actual book club, but do you like to read, Rachel? I do. Oh, God, look, look I, at all these people. I don't read stories. If, it, if I'm reading, it's something, like, to my business or leadership or something like that. I don't read, like, novels. You're the person I want to be, but I'm not. <laughs> okay? I feel like I should read all of these business books. Yes, yeah, like that's what I'll but like to read. They, they're kind of repetitive, but you know which one you do need to read? What? <laughs> which one? <laughs> Who, not how. Who, not how? I would loan it to you, except I loaned it to Scott last spring. One of our partners and his dog actually ate it. <laughs> What? So oh my gosh! He took a picture of it. He was like, "I have to buy you a new book." But who, not how? It's what? all about instead of how do you do something, who do you get to do that for you? Yes, delegating, yes. taking off your hat and giving it to someone else. I love it. Yes, mm-hmm. so that I really did actually like that. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll, now that we have like each other's numbers, I know. Yeah, I'll tell our friends. I'll t- <laughs> Just another friend to add to my friends. <laughs> So, all right. So we were thinking about doing a Louisiana ladies book club. Aw, <laughs> Rachel, can you just come every all. day? <laughs> um, so we wanted to see. We're gonna do a poll on this week's uh, uh, Instagram ladies. Is that what we're doing? Yes. To see if anybody would be interested in that, and it will be clearly, if you know me, it will be the most informal book club possible <laughs> known to man. Maybe once a month book. You know, if we could get ten people. I would be excited about that. And then they get to come together once a month. I haven't thought, thought that oh. far. I mean, that's a great idea, Rachel. <laughs> drink some wine, bring some snacks. Yeah, exactly, because isn't that what book club's <laughs> yeah. really about? <laughs> so anyway, but uh, Maggie and I are reading the same book right now, and it was the one that Michelle Boulder recommended. I love talking about books and movies and stuff with people. Like This is when I... This books is when more than I am, movies, but I am I'm nerdy. I like nerd yeah. out on a good book. I get really excited when somebody's like, I like to read. I'm like, really? Even though Rachel clearly reads like she's not reading like Bridget Jones Diary. She's probably reading like Brene Brown books or something like that. Which I have three of those too that I'm probably never gonna read. In one down. Yeah. So <laughs> well, Rachel, look at our business bookshelf right, yes. right outside my office. We have a library. So um anyway, so I get I get really nerdy and also get really excited about what we do. So which is boring. But now we're going to talk about something not boring, and that is Rachel's business oh. and Rachel herself. <laughs> so, Rachel, how did you and I meet? My math teacher. <laughs> and I got to I have to say this again. Um, Kate Cook actually reached out to me about being on this podcast, 
And um, I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to be on it, let me listen to it, you know. And so I start listening to these episodes. And the the people on it are cracking me up. And I'm like, who are these people? And so I Google Melissa or Missy Torito. And then I see the Torito. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I only know her as Miss Torito, my math teacher. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited about this. And it's so funny because you know someone is a teacher. And then it's like <laughs> as I've gotten older and, you know, I have teachers who – come to me as clients now and it's like you build this different relationship with them and it's awesome yes and um I had um Megan Duncan I think she might Mm -hmm. have been was she your grade she went to the academy y'all all all, what year did you graduate oh nine oh nine oh you were my last year Yes. Did I teach you as a senior? Yes. Okay. So that was so. Megan, or wait, did or was Kukui after you? I don't remember. Okay, I don't either. No, I, have, ooh, I don't know. Okay, I don't either. <laughs> Sorry, Aubrey, I don't remember. So, um, but I was the senior moderator that year. Too. Okay, I was uh, co-senior moderator, but I hired one of my students, and we still keep in touch. You know? Yeah, I love it. I love St. Joseph's. I also love. I'm gonna totally get nostalgic, or I don't know, deep. When. When one of my students is so successful, like Rachel, <laughs> little entrepreneur. I mean, I'm just so excited. So okay, no. okay. So what I want to talk about. So yes, we met in the in the classroom, technically, you know. Um, and you, what are you going to call me moving forward? What would you like me to call you? Oh, Missy or Melissa? Okay. Doesn't matter. Okay. No, no, I don't no, want to just Torino. Torino. <laughs> if if we can avoid that, that's okay. I like Missy. Okay, uh, Megan Duncan actually calls me Major. Which Major. is my maiden name, which is oh, so that's how I know she's older than uh, you. I started there, and that's my maiden name, and so she just calls me Major, and I actually just call her Duncan, and that's just our thing. I like the last name. So, um, yeah, I nickname people that shouldn't be nicknamed. It's like this other guy's this other guy, this guy emailed me work related, and his name is Nicholas. Well, I just called him Nick. I mean, aren't you and every Nicholas a Nick and. He didn't correct me, but when he kept signing his name Nicholas, Nicholas. I'm like, oh, what just So I you. have a problem with that. I'll meet you for the first time. Like, say your name's Jennifer, and within mm-hmm. five minutes, She's I'm calling Jen. you Jen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, I think some people think that's weird. I just, and sometimes I'll even introduce myself as, like, Rach, you know, just, like, or I'll type and be like, hey, it's Rach, even if you haven't even met me yet. Yeah. I don't know. I think a nickname is such a... It makes things so informal or more personal to where mm-hmm. it's like you build that relationship. But some of my friends will make fun of me and they're like, you don't even know him. I'm like, yeah, but maybe now they feel like we know each other. Right. It's a term of We're endearment. I agree. I love it when people nickname I me. I agree. I go by lots of names. Some people just call me Chorito. I get a mage is what Kelly Bondi calls me, mm-hmm. which is major shortened to me. I like Chorito. Like people call me Eggy and not even you with the business. I've always you been You call that. me whatever makes more sense okay. in your brain. Since okay. we're going from the I'll drop student, the miss and we'll since go we're going from the Charita. student, I like that. Uh, you know, <laughs> student teacher to friends. All right, so we know that you went to the academy. Did you go to LSU after that? I did. So, and I and actually in in high school I would, was doing all the girls' hair for like proms and stuff. That's kind of how it started. Oh, you were the resident hair girl. Yeah. So like, well, they would go get it done, and then if they didn't like it, they would come back that night and they'd be like, <laughs> so then I started just like, let me see if I can fix it, and I loved doing it. Um, and then my grandmother, she, um, so maybe that's where the little seed was planted. She did hair for 40 years. Um, so she actually worked at Lockworks with Rigsby and um, Sam Bacato. Okay. So that's maybe where the talent and everything comes from. So I started in high school. And then I don't know if you remember Ashley Agayan. She was, uh, yeah. she just came in. I hadn't seen her literally maybe since high school. And she came in to get a haircut. And she was like, 
I mean, this is crazy where you are now. I remember us in, uh, like, at you coming over one night in high school and talking about opening a salon or whatever. I, so I always wanted to do hair. Mm-hmm. And then my parents, when I graduated high school, I was like, okay, I'm going to cosmetology school. And they were like, mm, you can go to college and then you can do whatever you want. And so then I started at LSU that next year and graduated in marketing. Okay. So I went into business just knowing the path I would eventually which, take. Which yeah. even... Even in opening a hair salon, I don't think that that was a bad thing to do. No, because that not gives at you all. some business sense, and you know, no offense to cosmetology school, like you have to do that. But oh, you, I agree, and I because so because um, there's been a lot of people who have come to me during their college years of like saying, "Hey, I want to do hair," and I'll always encourage them to finish, just because one, the growth that you have as a person in those four years, the people you meet, the connections you make, and then yes, I mean, did I learn everything I know in my business world right now in college? No. But it does give you that background, and you know, I was all I loved studying. I I had I was the nerd with multiple colored highlighters. Like I always liked that side of things. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't think I think going to college, regardless. Like if I started this business at nineteen, I wouldn't be where I was if I had started it versus at twenty four, twenty five. What a you mature know? thing yeah. to so, say, Rachel. <laughs> So I definitely encourage people, regardless of what path you want to take, I never regret my going to college and my parents, you know. So, I, like, listen to your parents? Yeah, kind of, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Shout out to your mom and dad. Yeah. All right. Hey, mom and dad. <laughs> you right. know what you're doing. Okay, so you end up, you graduate from LSU. Correct. And did you stay in Baton Rouge? Have you been in Baton Rouge? So that next, so two months after I graduated, I moved to Houston. So okay. I did want to get out of Baton Rouge, um, and I went to Houston, and I went to the cosmetology school, uh, the Aveda in the Woodlands there. Okay. The so, Woodlands is a great area. I know, I loved it. It was so pretty. And so then I did that for a year, and then I was graduating, and I just always had this envision of a stylist and, like, you know, I don't know, I had a certain vision, okay? So, like, graduating, I had a few job offers from some salons there, and they would bring me into the break room, and I'd see, like, four people just kind of, like, chilling, and then, like, you'd walk in the main salon area, and it was just kind of, like, you know, very chill, like, maybe not much going on. And so I was like, this is just not, like, what I feel like when I say I want to be a hairstylist. So I Google, finally I was like, I'm just going to Google best hair salon in Houston. So I did, and the salon came up, it was called Therapy Hair Studio. So I was like, well, let me book an appointment and and make, and make see as a client's perspective like how the salon is. So here I am, a poor student out of, you know, have no money. I'm like, okay, let me pay $120 for a haircut, like just, you know, to test it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I booked this um, haircut, and I go in, and like the second I walk in, it's like 16 stylists, chaos, just like, high-end, great energy, you know, and I was like, this is what I envision when I picture, like, being a salon. This is the environment I want to be in um, as a stylist. So I pretty much stalked them until they hired me. So they find, they hired me, and I trained under this guy for about a year and a half, mm-hmm. Suleiman Telfa, and um, he was incredible. And so my training program there was about a year, and then you kind of start hitting the floor with certain uh, opportunity days. And so I started building kind of a clientele, and one day it literally just kind of hit me, and it was like, it's time to go back to Baton Rouge. And I remember, like, calling my parents, and, I, and I'm like, I'm moving back. I want to open my own salon. It's and, time. And they were, they were like, absolutely not. They were like, you're in the best <laughs> salon in Houston. These stylists there were very successful. They were like, Rach, you, you're literally in the best place you can be. And I was like, I know, but I, I need to build this. And I need, I want to bring something like this to Baton Rouge. And it was like, that was what I was, you know, being called to do. And so within two weeks, I think it was like two weeks of that month, I moved back. And then I moved back in with my parents. And um, I don't know how much you want to get me to get Keep it. Going. Okay. 
So I moved back in with my parents, and so I'm like sitting at the table. They're gonna kill me saying this part. Mom and dad, I love you, and they're my, my biggest supporters. Okay, like just know with all four of their kids, like they're behind us. Oh my god, all you the three time. Siblings? Yes. Yeah, I missed that. So. <laughs> So I remember like sitting at the table, kitchen table and telling them, I'm like, look, I'm going to go work. I'm going to booth rent. And then I want to open the, a salon, you know, within X amount of years. Booth rent is where you basically like rent a chair <laughs> yes. from a salon. Yeah. So like salon. you have a chair, you pay them rent and then you just run kind of yourself. And I wanted to do booth rental just because I wanted to learn the business side of things. So I was like, okay, if I'm by myself, it kind of throws you and makes you, you know, learn all of that. So they were like, okay, you know, and they were like, stay here as long as you need, you know, whatever, because I hadn't even started a career yet, really. Well, then, oh, God, they're going to kill me that I said this. Then I hear them in the back room. Oh, Lord. Yes. And my dad, and where this came from, like, obviously I know this now, was love yeah. and just worriedness of, like, something going wrong, right, or not it not succeeding. And they knew the excitement I had about it. So um, I think their fear was just like if something didn't work out. And so I overhear my dad talking to my mom. And he's like, Bren, I don't know. Like if she does this, she may do this. And then like she's going to have to go work for another salon. And because they see me as like their little girl. They don't know me from a professional standpoint or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I hear this doubt, right, that they would never show to my face. And I literally just, like, start bawling, crying. And, like, I run outside, and they find out, like, I heard that, and it killed them. And so they go outside, and, and, um, and not that it was, like, a motivator, but it was just, like, I, you know, I want to do this. And so anyways, I ended up getting behind the chair, and I fully, and so I started with my friends and my family, and then this is exactly what I asked Maggie yesterday. I was like, "How do you just start?" That's what you goes, do. Friends and family, friends and family mm-hmm. right? And so, and then I built a website. I had a girl build me a website, and I got cards. And I was like, "Okay, here we go." And um, and so within that first year, I was I was fully booked. And so, um, I mean, like to this day too, I, and I have to say this now, but to this day, like my parent, my dad, they're so proud. And even that first year of seeing what was done, and my dad, someone he worked at Exxon for thirty six years, retired, you know. I'm the risk taker that just like flies off the cliff and makes them lose sleep at night. You know? so, so let me get, let me back. Oh up. no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> let me back up just a little bit, really quick. So when you say you were fully booked, is this when you were renting a chair and kind of yes? Just, okay. okay. So I was. So where did I, you rent your chair at? So I rented. So Peter Trosclair, he was a stylist over at Harris Parker. So he actually did my hair in high school. Okay. And so I w- went and reached out to him and said, you know, can I rent a chair? And he even was like, Rachel, people don't really do this until five years into their career. He's like you need a clientele like and I was like look just take my money and then you know just let me try it and see um but when I lived in Houston I was such a numbers person so I was constantly like okay what are my goals what do I need to do what do I want to keep track of and I loved that so it's like I knew if I could start building a clientele in a city I didn't know anyone and I brought those things to a city where I did know people that I, that I could do this. Well, and let's just be honest. Born and raised in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, it's got some perks. For sure. I mean, you think know. of all the people that you know yeah. and yes. So that definitely helps. Your poor parents. I just my heart kind of goes no, out to them just and being I, concerned. And literally, yes, and that's what it was. And so it's like the difference and I'm sure as I, I, I with my little ones like I know I'm going to be the same way mm-hmm. with them whereas me it's like fear doesn't really come into play ever whereas and then when they see their kid do something something that's all they think about is like what if it goes wrong what you know so but you can't you can't always think about the fear and all of that but we can get into that so I did I was booked that first year so I grew the business 102 percent between the year one and two okay so then I was just like 
you know, working long hours, doing everything myself. And so then the next year it was like only 9% growth. And I was like, okay, this means I'm at capacity. Like I'm shampooing, I'm checking out, I'm, you know, getting out of here at 9 p.m. I'm saying yes to anything and everything. So that's when I was like, okay, it's time to start expanding a team. So then I moved into a little 200 square foot salon suite and I rented out two chairs because I was like, okay, I can hire my first assistant. And so it was me and um, Erin. She's still with us today. She's amazing. And um, so she came in and when she came in for her interview, I just even remember thinking like, oh, I just need someone to come in and just like take initiative, right? And so she came in one night and I had like four clients in there, just me by myself. Looking back, I'm like, what was I doing by myself with, you know, juggling that? (laughs) And she comes and she sits in the chair and all of a sudden she just picks up a broom and she starts sweeping, starts shampooing. The interview ended up turning into her staying for three hours and just like helping. And I was like, an angel just walked through my door. So we grew, so we ended up growing the team from me to 10 of us in a year in that little suite and it was like oh god like this like, is growing like on top of each other yeah right? oh we had clients on. they would sit in the hallway and if any of my clients are listening to this y'all are just probably laughing because y'all you were part of it yeah. it was like and we they'd be sitting in the hallways and then we would just whip out like iron chairs in the salon and be like here y'all sit here y'all sit here and, and it was fun like and we all worked together too so it was it was definitely a fun atmosphere but the clients knew this wasn't the end game, right? Like they knew we were moving towards something. So the team just kind of grew faster than I was building the salon. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying to like keep up with everything. Um, and then COVID hit. So we were cramming these people in the salon suite. And then it was like, okay, you can only have 50% capacity. And legally, I don't even think you're only you're only supposed to have, I guess, four people in mm-hmm. there. So I was like, okay, so what are we going to do now that only four people can actually be in there? So that's only two stylists, two clients. And so I started running out multiple suites and just kind of spread everyone out as much as I could. But I still couldn't employ some of the girls. So I have four associates that were training under me at the time, and I couldn't employ all of them. So I literally, I just kept praying about it. I was like, okay, what can I do? One, to bring the team together because I knew the salon wasn't going to be done for another like four or five months. And it's like you know, what do we do? Mm-hmm. And so I, ha- I, so when you say salon at this point, you're like, so I started, started building, building that yeah. new salon that you're in now. So we started building August of last year, 2020. So right in the middle of COVID was when we started the, um, construction and a lot of in the process, really, it was like, what took so long was just like the designing and the redesigning. And, and so once we finally finalized everything, that was coincidentally, that's just where it kind of fell. Cause it was supposed to be done in December of, 19. Because okay. this is your vision coming to life, right? Correct. You said you had your vision. I had my vision. So now you need to get it on paper. And I hired um, Teak and oh, Company yeah. were the uh, designers. Oh. Cindy and Bridget Teak? Yes. Yep. So they were incredible. And then Studio by Day, Hans Hughes was my architect, and then B&G Construction with Garrett Jenkins. Chelsea's Yes. Yeah. Yes. They all, they Wait, and then Bridget went to St. Joseph's. Yeah, it was so crazy. Bridget and Bridget's brother and my brother were good friends in oh. high school. And Miss Cindy and my mom, like we were, yeah, the Teaks at, and. Uh, now they're they're in the Garden District, and so I used to run into Miss Cindy. Oh all the wow! Time. She did I think yeah. it's because St. Joseph people have come out of the woodworks, and it's like you know it's neat us all using each other yeah. and working together. Yeah. So I had an amazing team, and like they literally they took my vision and they were able to like bring it to the next level, you know. But we definitely there were details of, with everything, so it did take it was a process. 
Um, but yeah, so August was when we started building, and then we got in in November. And so, um, oh, so then we were, so then I contacted a salon owner on Corsi. She owns Fuse Salon. It's like an, a, an older salon. It's been there for a while, but she had like 1,600 square foot to herself. And so she allowed us to come in and use the salon. So we were all able to come together. It was supposed to be a couple months, but then like construction, you know, took a little longer. So we were in there, I guess like four months we were in there. Um, but once again, it was like our clients had to go to another location before that, you know, so I am so blessed just for the clientele we have too, just because they've been our biggest supporters and it's like they were with me with, along this journey the whole time, you know, mm-hmm. and they were so patient with us and they, and luckily it's like, I think that's the best part of this salon finally being open is seeing the client's faces walk through the door and just me finally being able to give them what I've always wanted to give them, you know, because it is hard when you have a vision in your head for four years and every time you're doing their hair, you're just like thinking of what you want to give them, but you're not there yet. Mm -hmm. And you know that they don't, they're not envisioning, they can't see what you see. So that's probably been the best part about finally being, you know, getting to that point in my journey and giving that to them. Oh my god! I mean, this but... is such a great story. Like, okay, so I have a question as I'm yeah. sitting here, and I'm just, I'm literally in awe of my student. I cannot help it because I see your ambition and your passion and your love for it, and you have a vision. And I'm just, I just like, I love, I love entrepreneurs, and you've got that spirit, Rachel. And I'm so proud of you. But do you ever look back and are you proud of yourself? So, because I mean, like, this is a palm. It's <laughs> funny you said that. So, I just did a post, and I was going to ask y'all if I can read it at the end of this, just because this is such an awesome platform and just to get a message across. But in it, what I mentioned, and um, like you were saying, what's your story? Because some people go through their story and it's just like, oh, I'm just a normal person, which I am, but it's like, I don't look at it as anything like extravagant, right? Mm-hmm. And so, in this post, I say, like, when I look back on my success, I don't sit there and pat myself on the back, right? It's literally to me, it's like, this is what God has given me to do. And I'm just like stewarding it as well as I can and doing what he does. So it's like when things start flourishing and this business is growing at the rate it is, it's just to me saying, okay, Rach, you're doing what you're supposed to do. Keep doing it, right? And it's like, so, I mean, yes, of course, I know I have a lot to be proud of, and I know I've worked so hard to do it, but it, but mentally, it's just kind of like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. Let's, what's, what's next? You know, I'm always looking for the next thing and my continuation of what this journey is supposed to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I do feel like, so, so on some of your social media posts, and I saw something when I think COVID first hit, and I think you were actually, I think the salon might have been shut down at this point. I don't know if y'all could open at all for a small, a, a short time period, and you were just posting kind of like, by the way, master social media poster, all right? She, like, had put together this video, and it was, like, started at 6 a.m. with her training coffee and, like, 10 p.m. at night. And I'm like, how the hell do you put this on social media in such a nice, concise way? Really. But on top of that, because I'm in awe of anyone who can do anything with social media, I just liked the message that you had in that post. And that was like, hey, just because we're shut down doesn't mean that I am not working. Mm -hmm. Like, I still have a vision. And I just, I love that you've taken something, and don't take this the wrong way, but you've taken being a hairstylist to the next level, I guess I should say. Like, you look at it as, or I feel like you look at it as, okay, yeah, I'm really good at doing hair, but what I'm really, I've got a vision, I'm a businesswoman, but I also have customers that I'm making feel really good about mm-hmm. themselves, you know? And that's, I think that's what probably drives you more than anything. And girl, nothing's going to stop you. I love it. You just Google people, call them, Google people, call them. Like, well, you are not scared. And that means the world to me that you, and that's something that you notice and that 
you know, that is a reflection because that is true. It's like, and a part of my passion has become to try to embrace as many of these people who want to be a hairstylist, but don't because of the negative connotation that comes with yeah, it. Yeah. And whether it's how much money a stylist can bring in or the hours that long hours that you work, it's like, no, if there's a solid business model behind it, you can, you can build the life you want to build and you don't always have to work super long hours. So it's just like, it's teaching those girls, yes, the techniques of hair and everything, but also the marketing side of it and the business side of it to where it can allow them to have freedom in their life and flexibility but yet still be able to provide whatever they want to provide and that comes from a business owner perspective and a hair size mm-hmm. perspective yeah I, so, I just think it's I mean nothing's gonna nothing's gonna stop it's a, uh, Rachel <laughs> Eggie which her last name is not Eggie <laughs> I haven't changed it legally oh really only two years in but Whoops. it's coming <laughs> sorry gonna, babe yeah, <laughs> So, in addition to this, okay, so really quick, I'll, I'll talk yeah. a little bit more about the professional and then um, a little bit of personal stuff, too. So, Maggie always asks this question, but I'm going to ask it. What advice would you have for others that maybe not necessarily in your position, but Anywhere. have a vision, want to start a business, whatever it may be? So, honestly, I would literally say do not let fear get in your way. Because I was to ask you if you were scared. Never. That's the thing is like, and that's when I knew I was doing what I was supposed to do because it wasn't. And, and even if there was a thought of, like failing never crossed my mind, but even if it did cross my mind, it was like, okay, well then that wasn't supposed to be and we take the next step. So it's like, one, have faith in the steps you're taking towards what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And two, it's like, don't let the people out there who say it's probably not going to work or it's probably going to fail because majority of people in life are going to go to what's going to go wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's like, what if it goes right? What if it does go your way? What if it does all work out? It's like, it was worth that risk that you took. And to me, it's like, if you don't ever take that step towards something, it's like you never know and that thought will always be in your head, right? So it's like that saying, the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. So it's like if you take that leap of faith, if you take that risk, the reward is just going to be that much greater for you. And that really is what brings true happiness to someone is like following what is that little thing that's constantly in your head of like, I want to try this. Or, you know, I had a client once and she wanted to like try a garden. And and the whole appointment we talked about, well, go out there and go build that garden. And you know what? It didn't work out. But she did it and she's probably never going to go try. You know, she's not going to have that thought of like, should I build a garden today? It's like, even if it's the littlest thing, just to do it. Mm-hmm. Is is I guess what my advice? Yeah, is. and I think satisfaction. Well, that. right. I, mean, I think people clearly get in their own way. That yes. fear of failure is somebody getting in your, yourself. You're getting in your own way all the time. Um, well, you kept you kept your vision at the forefront of your mind too, like the whole time when you were going through I did. all your steps. I, I it was did. There. And and one thing I did, and I learned this from someone. I've always been interested in like. Um, just like traveling for education and I listen to podcasts and stuff like that. But someone once said like create a vision board, right? So like four Mm. years ago, that it was the first thing I did. I just like created that vision board and, and had everything on it. I had the positions that I wanted to one day fill, like what I wanted the culture to be. And, and over the four years that culture, the words changed, but it was like Mm. that whole time the vision was there. And if I found like something aesthetically I liked, I would pin it on there. So I definitely think that having that vision in front of you at all times does make a difference yeah because there's something about something if it's very abstract Mm -hmm. I mean this is where so I don't have a vision board but I do write down um write down or type up 
I'm kind of big on here roles. What what are the, what's the best role for each team member? Because some people are really good technical mm-hmm. and some people are really good. And so, and every year as they grow, and Maggie knows this because we've had this conversation, it kind of changes. You know, I would say Maggie's role is evolving into something different than whenever she first started because here. And kind of like, you got to know what you're doing mm-hmm. <laughs> before you branch out too much. You know, you probably don't want somebody like butchering somebody's hair or something like that. So same thing here, right? You got to know yeah. what you're doing. So um, I definitely think having it written down and in front of you is just, it's awesome. I'm really proud of you, Rachel. Well, thank you. Um, we also, for the second week in a row, we have a local celebrity because she was recognized yeah. as you. Two, two, five people to watch. <laughs> Didn't Ariane have this? Yeah, oh, Ariane, yeah. Ariane, the interior designer. Would not like, put me in the category of local celebrity. Ariane was like, who? And I was like, you. So, um, yes, so. that was a huge. I had no idea they were doing that. They actually called, interviewed. I thought it was going to be like a little snippet in two, two, five. And then one morning I woke up and, a, and someone sent me a picture and it was me with the little red dot. And I like wake up. I'm like, oh my God, was I supposed to be on a Zoom call or something? Because that's what it looked like. <laughs> and she's like, no, this is the cover of all my So I had no, so I was very honored that they put me on that. That was um, pretty awesome. Yeah. And it was just, it's a great story and oh, great to highlight. Yeah. Zoom call. Rachel's on her way. I mean, you, you haven't, have you been 40 under 40 yet? No. All right, you'll get there. But I'm going to have that on my goal. Well, yeah. I just made it, you know. Congrats. I mean, well, that's, I'm just telling you. I mean, I've made it like I'm yeah. turning 40 this year. So you got plenty of time. Um, okay, so um, I guess how can people get in touch with you? What's the best way to find you or the salon? Um, uh, so the salon, you can definitely go onto Instagram, eggy underscore salon studio. Um, you can DM us. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's the marketing interns. And then I have my personal one, eggy.rachel.gibbs. Um, and you can definitely DM me anytime. I've had a lot of people reach out about just like business questions and stuff too okay. through that. So Facebook, sweet. I'm really bad at messages. Yeah, so. I tried to get in touch with the girl through Facebook and I was like, well, and then Kate Cook was like, well, I can, I can get in touch with her. And I was like, just text her. I'm not going to like weirdly get her number from you and then text her. So yeah, I would go through those. But I, and one, one more thing I wanted to say is because messages I have gotten too is like, how'd you know how to do all this? Like if I started this four years ago and jumped into the position today, right. I would not have known anything so it was really just like going with each time you grow you just figure it out kind of along the way so I think a lot of people put pressure on themselves of like they see where someone is but they don't realize the journey that took to get there and it's like oh no way I could do all that but it's like well no each step you take you're gonna grow to where it's like your knowledge goes with it I tell Mm -hmm. people that all especially especially new employees that start they go every employee goes on a partner lunch they get a buddy and they go on a partner lunch and one of the things I said because it inevitably comes up Mm -hmm. in conversation I'm like okay I just want to let y'all know. And this is something I never want to forget, truthfully. I've been here for 12 years. I never want to forget the first day I walked into Falk and Winkler and had no idea what the shit I was doing. <laughs> and for years. Yeah. And that's told Maggie is. I've told every new team member. I'm like, for three years, I just tried not to get fired or cost the firm a lot of money. That was my goal. If I did that on a daily basis, you, I felt pretty succeeded. good. You know, and you're right. Yeah. that It's a journey. It and is. you learn and you make mistakes. And you get pushed down or, you know, you fall down and you just get back up. And so I think it's, uh, this has been very inspiring. I hope that we can inspire oh, others. You. I know that I'm inspired. So on a personal note, though, you have a bun in the oven. Bun in the oven? I do. <laughs> Which, by the way, you can barely tell. Okay. <laughs> no, it's there. All right. So your winter due date. 
July 5th. July 5th. Yes. Okay. And you're not so finding out the sex. We're not finding out. Okay. Um, oh. I've been feeling good so far. So I want like five kids. So I'm hoping I can You just... are ambitious, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't think so crazy. But I'm hoping I can not go out every year. And, and all my clients who have kids are like laughing because they're like, just have one. And then you can tell me how many you want. And I'm like, okay. I just love the chaos of life. Like, you know, like, so yes, I have my babies at the salon, or the girls at the salon are like my little children sometimes too, but then it's like, okay, I want a chaos at home too of just like people running around. The energy. But we'll see, we'll see. Let me have this I feel like if there's anyone that I've talked to that could have five kids, You think I can? Okay, let's see. I don't know if this is appropriate. I'm like, okay, look, babe, even if I'm not in the mood just like, then it's the next whole year after the baby, just jump on me right. until it happens. Well, look, I mean, like, it's just science. Don't ask biology. for my approval. Just, yeah, it's yeah. just biology, yeah. right? Just There's a it. small time window that it could actually work. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, you got to just, you got to just do it. Literally, literally. You Help me just be dedicated it. to yeah, my cause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're excited about that too. Um, and did you want to say anything about your husband? <laughs> we didn't, we skipped over Micah. Oh, Micah. Do y'all know Micah? I do not. I only know him from your face. From, He's I feel literally like I the best, like, when I tell you he's the most humble sweetest man I've ever met in my entire life and it's like and so when he when I met him he was coming in to get his hair cut and his friends is is who sent him in because I have been knowing his friends since college but our paths never crossed he was never the partier he just kind of like dropped the guys off at the bars and whatever so Probably a good thing because I was the one like on the bar pouring Jaegers and he would have been the one in the car. I feel like your high school group of friends was the party yeah, group. Yeah, they were. I remember and They kind of continued into college. So we met definitely at the right time. But um, no, he's the best. And like his first few haircuts, like he didn't say a word. And then like his personality started coming out and he would like make me laugh. I'm like, where is this coming from? So it's like he's the most like humble man, but then he's like the only person in the world that can make me laugh until I cry. Like we can be in a room together and it's just, you know, so he's he's amazing. So did he play baseball for LSU? He did. did okay. So thought... he played, um, so he was actually the catcher when they won the last national championship. Okay. Um, and then he played professional ball for six years okay. for the Cubs and the Royals. Oh. And then I didn't know him during any of his baseball days, actually. Okay, let's just um, waltz <laughs> over that. My, my husband's an actual celebrity. Sweetest, most humble. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like the pros. So he, um, so he, after six years, if he wasn't, like, consistently in the majors, he always told himself he was going to do something else. And then it was the year that um, Coach Maneri called him for a coaching position at LSU. So he did that. So that was the year he moved back, and coincidentally the same year I moved back from Houston. And then that's when we met. Um, so he did coaching for three years. And then this last year, um, no, I guess it was 2019 before the season started, someone had approached him. They built any um, baseball moms out there, anybody listening to this with their kids, they built a lab over in Marucci. It's the first bat fitting program in the sport of baseball. So like with golf, you know, you go and you get fitted for a club. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy, Liam Mucklow, he's from Canada. He had a golf um a golf lab up there and he found out that baseball like you just pretty much pick up a bat and you feel it and if mm-hmm. it swings well then it's like you buy it and his mind was blown because he was like what so much more goes into this so he contacted Marucci they built a lab there and then um it was kind of like they Liam asked Marucci if they knew someone my husband's like a nerd when it comes to like analytics statistics he loves numbers and they were like, do you know anyone who's played professional ball but loves, you know, analytics? So they actually <laughs> called him um, for a position. And so it's him and this guy that run this lab. 
and they love it. So they work with a lot of the MLB teams now, but then they still are kind of involved with some of the LSU boys and youth. They have like seven-year-olds that come in for these things. So it's he's crazy. also been able to make a career out of his passion. So he has too. He does. Wait, so it's in ba- the lab is in Baton Rouge. It is. It's, but there's no major league team here. No. So they. So like um, last year they flew out for spring training for the teams that they signed. Okay. And then this year they actually had. Um, a lot of people fly in, gotcha. just like individual players who weren't part of the um, teams that they signed. So yeah, it's been it's been awesome. So our personalities are completely different. Like he, you know, and so I think we definitely balance each other out in that sense, career wise too. So it's um, it's that. been. Yeah, but he's supportive of you. So supportive. Yeah. The other day, like you know, when you are managing, you know, thirteen people or whatever, there's all there's always little things, right? Tell me what. Yes, and so we're at dinner and random, like random stuff. And I'm at dinner and he's my person. I talk to you about all of them, right? And um, he's good because he always has a different perspective. It's yeah. always good to have. Multiple. My husband does that too. Yeah, and it's the best thing. Yeah. I mean, now sometimes yeah. I don't want the different perspective. Right, right, right. My perspective is the right perspective. <laughs> like okay, you can. But just every talk once in a while, I talk to yeah. you on a ledge, and I'm like, I'm glad that you're here. <laughs> and I was like talking, I'm like, oh, I don't like. I think I made a comment about in the moment of just like, is it ever going to end or something? Just like, you know, because it's all, I was, oh no, you know what I said? I said, I wonder if there's ever going to be one full month and then, and like not one of these type of conversations happen. And he was like, yeah, but would you want that? And he's like, you know, it's like, it's almost like I love the problem solving. I love the, you know, whereas, so it's kind of, he, he made a point. It's like, no, I actually do that as part of what I thrive is being a business owner, managing those people. So he just has a good insight on a lot of things. So which side do you like the most? Are of you, what? Of hair and business? Yes. So are you most happy I, behind the chair? Or? No. So um, I'm only behind the chair now 15 hours a week. Okay. okay? So um, no, I look no longer, I'm like slow. The business finally is at a point where it just kind of runs itself. So I am still behind the chair just because I do love it. I love my clients. Um, after the baby, I'm, I will only be behind the chair 10 hours a, a week, so 9 to 2, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And then eventually maybe just one day a week because my passion is the business. And when you're the one with the vision, it's like you're the only one that can grow it. Mm-hmm. So, And that has probably been the biggest um, lessons I've learned from some podcasts is like knowing when to take the hat off. Just I got to read that book. But knowing when to take the hat off because it's like if you're the person with the vision, the more you're in the business, the, you're actually hurting your business. You cannot – and this is one of the things I've been working uh-huh. on too. We've got asked this question. You, you – you're either working in the business or, or on the it. business. And those are two different things. Mm-hmm. And every business owner could probably work in the business 100% of the time oh, because sure. nobody knows your business like you know your business. Exactly. Whether you've started it, inherited it, nobody knows yeah. it. Like, and I'm not, just to an extent, right? But then whenever you kind of look up, you know, and that's and that's when your people grow. Right, exactly. That's and that when your people get, grow. that when I'm not behind the chair, I get so much done and feel like I did so much for the team. So like right now, I work Tuesday, Wednesdays, I just cut my Thursdays out. So Fridays and Saturdays I'm there and so my four associates that are with me during my client time, they ta- they're taking clients. So like literally my Fridays from morning to close and Saturdays, I'm literally just there and I don't stop and it's just, hey Rach, can you help me with this client or hey Rach, can you do this or like what, what do you think I should mix for this? So it's, I can, the more I can focus on these girls, the faster I can get them to be stylists and grow them in their careers. Yes. You know, Maggie told me something really profound one day might even come off as mean, but it was very true. I said something about how I feel guilty when I'm not in the office, especially if I've got meetings back to back. I mean, that's a lot of what I do, and especially pre-COVID. It's getting back to that point. But pre-COVID, there would be, like, multiple days I just wouldn't be in the office at all. Um, And Maggie told me, 
we don't need you here, Melissa. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> but but I will but say that's this, awesome. But I will say this about my team. Yes, they are supportive. I feel like y'all are supportive of me and my endeavors, but also of of our division and our company. Like Casey, our Louisiana lad, we had on when I wasn't having a good week. He goes, Melissa. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. And I'm like, oh my god, my boy is like building. <laughs> Giving me a pep but I've told everybody I'm an open book, right? So oh if I'm god. having an off moment, sorry. But I'm like, but that's what I love about him. We but you letting true. go and giving you your your employees freedom, freedom, to fly. right? Well, and that's it's like they because so right now. The business is at a point where new clients are trying to get in, but they can't get in with stylists, okay? Because people don't want to wait to get their hair done. I get it. So we'll say, okay, well, Rachel's associates are available. They are still associates in training, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, yes. But what I'm realizing is they're actually learning and growing so much quicker by do, allowing them oh, and giving yeah. them that freedom. Best learning is experience. Yes. By it's, far. Yes. So it's just, it's, it's. I can just do so much more. And then I do monthly one-on-ones with the girls. Um, and then and we have quarterly meetings. So it's like sometimes I can prepare for a whole week for those one-on-ones. It's just, you know, it's just so much in, even administrative behind-the-scenes stuff that there's stuff going on. Marketing, I love the marketing side of it. That's been a hat that's been very difficult to give off. But I'm, the girls that are working for me are doing an amazing job. But at the same time, like, if I could all day sit there and just work on the story and work on content, I could, or I would love to, but it's like, it's just not, the balance isn't there right now. I feel like I would like to do that. I'm just terrible at it, so that's not a good fit. (laughs) But I, in my brain, I'm like, I have a ton of content, okay? So anyway, all right, so Rachel, we're going to wrap up. Thank you so much. So we end all of our episodes with our guests with five awesome questions. Okay. (laughs) I feel like I, I say this every time I need to change this title, but very easy. Okay. It's what would you prefer? Okay. okay. So, first one. Would you prefer a cookie or a cupcake? Do you eat those things? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I'm such a sweets person. Um, a cupcake. Okay. Sunset or sunrise? <gasps> Sunset. Okay. Online shopping or in person? In person. Okay. Movies or TV shows? TV shows. Okay. And hot or iced coffee? Hot. Okay. I love that. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> Thank you. I did come up with that <laughs> content or something. Probably came I love up, that. Well, <laughs> Lainey came up with the questions. I came up with the, the idea. idea. I like that. Just to end it with a few, like. No, Lainey has I, I been. I do have a question, though. Yeah. And it's for me. Is balayage going anywhere? No. Okay. The look of a balayage? Yeah. No. Okay. It's the best thing for clients, too. Like, the fact that y'all can, it allows y'all to stretch three to six months and still mm-hmm. look good. Is, is yours a... That- yeah, so I have grays, so I just cover my grays. And then balayage is an actual, it's a French technique of hair painting. Okay. But people see pictures and they're like, this is balayage. But you can achieve balayage in multiple ways. So, like, these are just foils around, lightness around my face and towards the bottom Mm -hmm. to where, like, I don't have to maintain these but every three months, right? But, like, every month I can cover my grays. So, you don't have grays, you could just do this around your face and just let your natural grow. So pretty. Yeah, so that's a highlighting thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was just... Well, <laughs> you got highlights. I got highlights. Because she they go to me. your roots. She foiled right? Yes. But, like, majority of our clients will come and be like, I want balayage. And it's like, okay, this could actually be achieved in way d- different ways than just balayage. But we know what y'all are talking about when y'all ask for balayage. I see. I see. So, really quick, I feel like um, you are not taking new clients. So. Which has um, probably been hard. No. I, so, people. So, right now, we just say, like, because I don't have anything. I can't take a new client to, like, May. And, but they'll, there's still some that are saying, I'll wait. 
Um, but it's just the scary thing is like coming, decreasing my hours for 10 to 10 hours a week. It's like, I just have been telling my regulars, like, make sure y'all pre-book out as far. And that way, if, if I'm booked, then I can't take new clients. Yeah. But I love taking new clients and I don't ever want it to be like, oh, Rachel, I don't take new clients because like meeting new people I love, you know, it's just more of, I don't want my clients who have been with me for however many years to be like, there's no room, you know. Yeah. And so I mean, it is a still, struggle. It's still, yeah, it's still kind of hard. I mean, we have that. I have certain clients that, not certain, but there's some clients that like, I'm going to be there. And then right. there's others that adjust and it just kind of depends on the client. And that's why you have a good team. Because right. you know they'll take care of this And they clients. do train under me, so. Yeah. If I didn't trust them, I definitely wouldn't put them out there. Right. Um, I think sometimes, though, I'm a little like, what if the client likes the team? And but <laughs> it be hard. Wait. So, I will. Okay. So, and I want to say this, too, because if clients are. I need an honest team. That's a good, that's a good, um, honest statement. Yeah. Um, but we have a, I just did a video on this, and it's about people booking with other stylists within the salon because we've had, you know, some of our stylists, if they get a promotion, their prices go up with their promotion. So there's some clients who are like, oh, I don't want to, you know, make that jump with them, which is completely understandable. And they may feel embarrassed or um, uncomfortable going to another stylist and then your current stylist seeing. Like, that is not a thing in our salon. Like, we're, like, such a team. That's part of our culture is, like, we just want to see – clients in the chair like so if you saw me one day and then you went to Aaron or you saw Aaron and you went to Danny or whatever it is Danny would come to you that next day and be like hey you know like good seeing you and then if anything we try to tell the stylist like uh the client hey before you want to switch over let your current one know so then she can discuss like formulas and techniques and what she's what doing do. so that you can have the same experience with her so we had to put something out there because the moms group the facebook moms group goes off a lot and people will screenshot stuff to me all the time about like what so and so saying and it's like and so that was one of the things is like her husband needed a haircut or mm -hmm. something and she's like well he's embarrassed or he's you know, nervous to go to somebody else in there. So when I saw that and I was like, okay, this needs Squash to be that. said. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, we just want y'all in the salon, you know, I mean, the girls are all there to, I've gone but that's an that. expectation that you have set with the team and the culture of your Well, salon. and that's what I didn't realize. Like yeah. I, and so well, when breaking people, up with your hairdressers, when it's horrible. <laughs> So I guess what we're saying, of course we love that relationship with right. our client, but like our feelings aren't hurt when we see you go to someone else, I guess you could say, you know, it's just, but I didn't realize that wasn't a thing until I got so many DMs like, thank you for letting me know. I had no idea this was a thing, you know, so good just to you. put that out there so for y'all. Um, and then did you want to read what you posted? Yes. Do you mind? No, go ahead. Okay. Okay. So this, and, and I did say a couple things that were in here, but this was the post uh, when I posted the 225 um, cover on here, this is the post that I wrote with it. And I thought about this for a long time because I just wanted, I was like, what message do I want to put out? And it was kind of like, it does go along with the advice that you had asked me to, um, what I would say. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is a message for anyone out there with a dream of their own. I went to open my Bible for the first time in a long time one morning. I found a piece of paper I had written on from a service from four years ago, which was the year I moved back to Baton Rouge. At the top of it, it said, God wants you to know your gift. The second thing I wrote was, embrace them to make a change in the world around you. My gift is not to do hair. It is a talent I have, but it was that talent that led me to the gift God really wanted me to use and steward in my life. That gift is to lead and to use that gift to help others. This salon has given me the chance to do that every single day, whether it is helping clients feel their absolute best or creating an atmosphere for stylists to grow their careers and build the life they want to live, or even to help other salon owners or stylists. 
After four years of hard work and very long hours, I was fortunate enough to be able to open this salon. Each year was another step towards growing a business, and each step I learned something that I needed to know for the next phase towards my mission. It is said when you steward well what he's given you, it will grow before your eyes. When I see this business's success, I don't pat myself on the back. It's a reminder to keep working hard, keep stewarding well what God has given me, and it lets me know I'm doing exactly what God wants me to do. The salon is just the beginning for me, and I have to focus on the end goal, and that is expanding the business to helping as many people as possible. If there is something you have always wanted to do, I hope this pushes you to make one step towards that dream. That burning desire is in you for a reason, and you cannot let fear hold you back. God will lead you every step of the way through the ups and downs, and if it is what you are meant to do in the short life that we live, we can't live in the world of what ifs. Ignore the list of negative what ifs that you may hear from others and focus on what if it goes right. I think, Rachel, your next goal should be to write a book. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> for that. I don't you know. Definitely have a writing skill. I, no, I love, when I ha, when there's something I want to like say I'm good at, a regular caption day-to-day, no, but when there's like a, a message I want to get out there, I definitely can. And there's, like I said, there's passion. Yeah, okay. And like, you can just tell, I mean, Maggie just met you. Authentic. Humble. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would be quite as humble if I looked as good as Rachel. <laughs> oh my gosh. Five months pregnant. I'd be like, I am hot. <laughs> I am hot to trot, people. Well, and I love that that shared your testimony, too. Because it does, yeah. You know, when you, you know, he will find ways to show you that you're doing the right thing mm-hmm. through either, whether it be comfort, like lack of fear, or just success. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're totally right. I love it. Your parents are. I'm no, sure your this parents is are awesome. So they fun. are. I love my parents so much. <laughs> We're gonna wrap yeah. up really quick with things that make us happy. Things that make us happy. This is our ending. Okay. Segment, okay. okay. Oh wait, so, we gotta. Rachel what? said that if you mention oh, yeah. Louisiana ladies yes. at the salon. Yep. That y'all get 10% off a service. So if y'all... Let's get a time period for that, Rachel. What oh, you want to do oh. since time? <laughs> okay. So March. So this airs when? March 29th. So let's do the whole month of April. The whole month of April. If you call to make an appointment yep. and you say Louisiana ladies, you get 10% off your service. Yep. Thank you, Rachel. So oh, this yes. is sponsored by Rachel. So Soul. sweet. <laughs> Our second sponsor. Um, so uh, really quick, though, I have to say that I I was influenced from another podcast, um, The Flamingo. You heard of oh, the brand no. Flamingo? I follow. It's like razors and stuff and um, body products, you know, and um, they're nourishing body cream. Good. Yeah, I really like it. Okay. Because it's like, it's thick, but it's not sticky and it absorbs quickly and it also smells good. Mm. Okay. Who could ask for that? That's all I right. And like, I put it on and I'm like, and I have my shit together. (laughs) Put on some body cream. Okay. I put on oil this morning. Uh, All right, Maggie, go ahead. So dry. Oh, I'm, I just got a report back. The, the Glossier Future Do. Legit. It's, I mean, what is it? It's pretty. It's a skincare. It's, oh. a, it's a serum something hybrid. Oh, if you want to glow, it works. Yeah, it just it gives you that do that dewy. If you're into that, yeah, yeah. It's so. pretty awesome. So those are our two things. I don't know how to buy the Flamingo Nourishing Body Cream. I feel like I got it in a gift basket, so we might have to Google that. Well, anyway, Google. we'll link that up. So. Thank you, Rachel. Y'all, this is amazing. We're so excited so to have you. So, so and, glad to have you. Um, thanks to our listeners. And y'all know how to find us, hopefully. Still have yet to get an email. No, I'm kidding. Courtney Bush sent an email. Thank I've been you, monitoring it. We've, we at least have been monitoring it because my husband sent me one and we didn't respond. We're <laughs> like, oh, how fabulous. Sorry. Um, all right. Well, until next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.